Welcome back to Get a Heck Yes with me, your host, Carissa Wu. If you're loving my podcast, please leave me a review and you could download my free guide on how to get hot wedding photography leads. I know you want them. So today's episode is with Ingvile Konis. She's a mentor and photographer. And today our hot topic is how to attract your ideal client using your website and Google and so, so, so much more. She specializes in all-day elopements in Norway, and she gives her clients an adventure to remember and is super involved in the planning process. We go so deep in finding and talking to your ideal client, and I think this episode will really resonate with you in knowing your ideal client on a level you didn't know existed. Enjoy! Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we'll talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey guys, welcome back to Heck Yes. It's me, Carissa Wu, your host, and I have a very special guest, Ingval Konez, and she is a coach just like me, and I found her, and she actually lives in Norway, so it's 10 a.m. my time and 7 p.m. her time, so it's so cool to connect with people around the world, um, but she's all about teaching talented, overworked photographers how to best run their business because a business where you make good money and attract clients you love working with, all while maintaining a healthy work-life balance. And I'm so obsessed with your podcast called The Sustainable Photography. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And then we we're just talking about how both of us have just started up our podcast. I've been doing it for like three months and you have been doing it for six months. But tell me like your podcast journey and like any tips you could give me. Uh, actually, I started like two months ago, so you're a bit ahead of me. Oh, two months. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, October. <laughs> but um, it's been it's been so much fun. I've been think I've been thinking about it for way longer, and I've been planning it for way longer. Um, but I started probably uh, recording. I think maybe I started recording this summer, but I didn't actually broadcast anything until this fall. Um. I thought it was going to be more scary than what it was, but it just uh-huh. felt so right to me. Like it just fe- felt like all the pieces were falling into place because I just love connecting with people. I love learning from others. And what better way to do that than through podcasting? Yeah, I mean, I love your voice and I know you've been a photographer for over 10 years, just like me. Um, and we have a lot of knowledge to share. And then me and you, before the we started recording, we're just geeking out on all our favorite podcast so Mm -hmm. you're definitely doing a great job oh thank you thank you so much yeah I think when if if you want some actual like tips I think my favorite tip or the thing that's like taught me the most is just reaching out to people and and asking them to to be on uh, which I know you already do so yeah that's probably the best thing yeah 
That's like the most fun part, right? Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Absolutely. And when you see that book in your calendar, you're like, yes. I know, I know. So much fun. Oh, cool, cool. Okay, so walk me through like how you got started in wedding photography or even, you know, growing up and what you're doing now. I know you're a coach like me, so take me through everything. Okay, so growing up, uh, I did have a camera. Uh, It was back in the day when it was like a film camera, but I didn't know anything about anything. So I have never been in a dark room or anything like that. I had the interest for photography, but didn't really do anything about it um, until I was backpacking. And I got a DSLR. Um, We're probably back in 2008 now. Okay. So I was traveling, taking a lot of photos, and then... It got closer to the time when it's like, okay, I have to go back home now. Am I really ready for that? Having like a normal job and all that. And I started thinking like, is there a way I can do something different? Maybe make a living from photography. Oh. So that's really how it started. I I took a lot of like landscape photos and um, I realized that that wasn't really for me because you have to like get up really early and you have to be really yeah, like five in the morning <laughs> yeah and that's really not for me at all so uh same with like wildlife stuff I I had an experience in Argentina waiting on the beach um to look for uh, or waiting for killer whales for like three days before they showed up and I was Whoa. just like no, this is not for me three they did days? show up in the end yeah they they did show up but I realized that no this isn't for me And since I'm such an introvert, I never would have thought that photographing people was for me. But it turns out that that's really what I love the most. Um, And the fact that I ended up doing weddings, that was even stranger because I... I I don't have that wedding thing where I've been dreaming of getting oh, married since I was a kid. Like I feel like most most girls do, but I have never had that. But it's that whole telling stories and and sharing like the connection between people. That's what I like the most. Um, yeah. So that's how I got started with photography and how I kind of ended up. And uh, after doing weddings for probably about ten years, I discovered elopements, which isn't really that common here in Norway Uh, we mainly get like foreign people coming to Norway to elope not like Uh it's not something Norwegians do really uh so when I discovered elopements it was like yeah that's that's what I want to do so I I don't do that many weddings anymore it's more elopements Um, and I think it was when I was going to different workshops and stuff that I realized when I got to know the other photographers, I realized that, oh, I'm one of the only ones that actually like the business side of my business. I like all that stuff, uh, Uh uh creating strategies and systems and learning how to get visible in Google, for example. Yeah. So that's why I thought I can do something with this and teach what I know to others. Because one of the saddest things to me is when someone really talented, a really talented photographer is just giving up because they can't be found, they can't make a living or anything like that. Uh, because oftentimes it's not the best photographers that you see the work of. It's it's just the ones that know, know business best and they're not necessarily the ones that do the best job. So yeah, I just that's... know I can help so many get better at running their business. So that's what I want to do. Oh, that's so interesting. I think you being an introvert has maybe helped you in business because... I see your style and your photography and it's gorgeous, but you're very like photojournalistic. So you could actually like 
your observers. So you're observing like what's going on and you're really like seeing like their expressions and the moments and that's what you really focus on. So it really Mm -hmm. shows in your work. And also being an introvert, while other people are playing and hanging out at the bar, you're actually, you know, focusing on the structure of your business and making it sustainable, right? (laughs) Yeah. When other people go out, I'm at home working because that's my favorite thing to do. Oh my God, that's so interesting. Yeah, you're like, you're in the sidelines, like, you know, on your computer, like geeking out on Excel sheets and stuff and everyone just kind of like at the beach or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, that's not even, that's not even a joke. That's actually how it is. I just, there's not, yeah, that's how I, how I like to do it. Um, Oh, I love it. Okay, so take me back (laughs) a little bit further because you didn't pick up a camera till 2007 and you were backpacking and you like to travel, but what did you like to do like before that? Was it um, just regular photography or did you like, like arts or anything like subjects, different subjects? Yeah, um, I have liked a lot of like arts and crafts and that kind of stuff. I did okay. um, a year at university, which was like a arts, not a degree because it was only one year, but like art related. And when I could choose my subjects in school as well, I would always choose something art related. So I really like creative things and, and making things. Um, and I used to read a lot. Oh. Now it's mainly business related, but I used to read a lot of like, just normal uh, literature, fiction and stuff. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. You're a smart mm-hmm. girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's paid off in the long run. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Um, I do I do like to watch a lot of TV series and movies and stuff as well. And I think that's easy to connect to photography because especially if it's like done really well, then it's, it's interesting to see how it's filmed and... Um, mm. And colored and stuff like that. I think that's really interesting. Yes. Okay. So I want you to describe like your approach to wedding photography as far as like client communication or client experience. And then how do you get your heck yes from your dream clients? Okay. Um, So when it comes to weddings and elopements, I really tend to focus on the experience that they're getting. It's it's about getting to know them so Mm -hmm. I can make their their experience really personal I can give them a lot of tips especially here in Norway it's not common to have a wedding planner Uh, so I feel like if I don't help them out and let them know like what's possible and how they should do things everything will just get get a bit messed up and they won't get the best possible pictures so it's Mm kind of like my job to make sure that things run smoothly and stuff so giving a lot of value (laughs) is really is really big and for elopements I do more of it even uh, I actually have that as part of my like package that I help plan it because if you're a foreigner coming to Norway it's really difficult to know how to begin uh, and since I live here it's a lot easier for me to to help out um so that's a, a big part of it yes 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 you yeah know, you so, know the grounds <laughs> exactly yeah so I think that's that's probably my biggest thing that makes me stand out that I have so much to offer um, and I use that as part of what, what I'm selling basically because I'm sure all photographers give tips and and can give you give a couple of the best advice about what to do and how to plan their day but when it comes to like what makes you stand out I always think it's what you choose to focus on in terms of how you present it so it's mm. usually what I do. So do you like suggest the locations because, you know, some of the foreigners don't know. And so you just kind of say, oh, I know this cool spot and I know this other cool spot and they have some galleries to show you. 
Yeah, well, basically, when I work with elopements, I always start out uh, asking a lot of questions. I ask them, like, how they like to spend, um, like, a day off or what kind of scenery they're imagining to have in their photos or Mm. if they're um, okay with it being really cold or Mm. altitude or if they want to hike or not. So then I, based on what they say, I can give them a few location ideas uh, and that's how we kind of narrow it down. So it's like a collaborative process where we go through everything together but I usually have after talking with them the first time I usually have some places in mind that I can imagine them being because after talking to someone you you get a feeling of who they are and what they want yeah I love that and is it like a three-hour package or is that normally the number of hours I usually tend to do all day elopements because then it's like yeah because it's not just about the photo shoot it's about like capturing the whole day so I've been on a elopements where we go on like a, a long boat ride and hiking oh. and road tripping and all sorts of stuff so it can be so much fun and I think if you just do it for an hour or three then you can get some really nice photos but you won't necessarily be left with that amazing experience of like mm. how you spent the day waking up in a cute cabin somewhere and ending the day with a bonfire or something like that so oh, just I had adds no idea. to it. Yeah. yeah, I never, I never talked to a um, elopement photographer, and I'm not a elopement photographer, so this is all new to me. But that's very interesting. All day elopement photographer, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And you're giving them yeah. a whole day of experience of different adventures and ending the night with a bonfire. That's so cool. <laughs> it's like a once in a lifetime thing. So yeah, you should make the most of it. Cool, cool. What was like your one of your favorite adventures or elopements? Oh, that's a difficult one. Um, I think one of my favorites um, is from this fall. My couple were supposed to come to Norway in the middle of September, but due to the pandemic, they weren't actually allowed to get into Norway. So we Mm -hmm. had to reschedule um, how we thought it was going to be. So we ended up having to go to Italy instead of Norway. Wow. So me and my boyfriend drove through Europe because I didn't want to fly just in case of like um, infection and that kind of stuff. So we just played it safe and we drove all the way down. That took like 24 hours or something like that. And then um, we met the couple there. We were actually staying in the same kind of like boutique hotel. So that was really nice. Wow. Um, And they were just the sweetest. They had their families with them, like both their parents on each side. And they had siblings and their um husbands and wives and stuff and then we went um they did a first look uh, and gave each other like their vows that they read to for to each other uh-huh and then um and then we took like a cable car up to the mountains and we went hiking with like the whole family and then they did their vows with like spectacular mountains in the background Um, and then we just went um, for like sunset portraits just the couple to a different place and it was just it was the best day and everyone was so nice and it was so calm and yeah it was really nice oh I have goosebumps all up to my (laughs) shoulders it sounds so beautiful yeah you're really giving them this outstanding experience that they'll never forget and 
you know, if they're ever in the area again, they'll hit you up for more photos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's something that's really nice about, I think, especially elopement photography compared to weddings, because you get so connected with the couples that even years later, you're still friends with the couple and you still message each other on Instagram and send holiday cards and all that. And I think that's that's really special. No, totally. I feel like for me, I try to do like associate photography, but it just wasn't my passion because if I'm not really um, connecting with them on a the engagement session and the wedding, then I just honestly, I don't really care as much about it. Um, I really have to be connected with them to just love it. And it starts with that phone call, then engagement session then being all day together at the wedding and then, you know, a little coffee after. So it's it's all about the experience. Same. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't do it either if I'm not connected with a couple and if I don't genuinely like them and want to get to know them. Because if I, if I have a full calendar and, and there's a name on the calendar and I'm like, Oh, I don't really remember who that is. Then it's like, Nope, Nope. That just can never happen because then I have to know who they are. Yeah. It gives you like anxiety, right? Like who are they? Mm. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So I would rather have fewer weddings Uh or elopements than too many and feel like disconnected from it yeah okay so your whole like everything about you is about like sustainable you're very peaceful um tell us like how that came about like why why are you so passionate about teaching photographers how to run a sustainable business and what does that mean to you comes from getting to know other photographers over the years as you said we've both been doing this for a long time and I know so many photographers who have ended up burnt out like Mm. I I couldn't even count them like so many ending up burnt out quitting um being really like broke and miserable and working with the wrong clients and being really upset about it and I honestly think it doesn't have to be like that okay everyone can be unfortunate and and kind of get the wrong client every every now and again. But if it's like a pattern, if it happens all the time, then you're doing something wrong. And that's that's something that I'm pretty sure that I can help with. And when I've seen that, when I've seen like there is a way out of it, I feel like it's kind of my my job mm, yeah. <laughs> to put it like that. To 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 put that out into the world and be like, okay, if you're struggling with this. I can help because I feel it's so unnecessary. And I also think that if you're working with the wrong clients, you're not going to want to do this over time. You're going to want to quit because it's just, it's just not going to work. And that whole sustainability is, is what it all comes back to. Because if you're, if you're working with people you love, you're not going to get tired of it. And if yeah. you're pricing your work right, then you've got enough money to make a living and money set aside for emergencies and all that. Then you can keep going for as long as you want to and you won't have to quit because you don't really have a choice. Oh, you light up so much when talking about this. And, and it actually makes me feel like empowered too because you know, as we're kind of like the mama bears of photography. We've been doing this for a long time. And it's our job to like, have our students create a healthy photography business with margin, with space, working with the right clients. Um, And this leads us to our hot topic. So tell us about your hot topic and you could take it away with tip number one. I got in the last like two or three days, 18 inquiries. What the heck? 
Hey guys, you all know me. I'm Carissa Wu and I'm a coach for wedding photographers. I've also been a wedding photographer for over a decade, so I've been through it all. I was a shy, awkward girl and I've come so far. I'm now beyond passionate about helping wedding photographers not struggle how I did for so many years. It was six years into my business and I was so tired of being ghosted, nickel and dimed, and hearing the dreaded words, we went a different direction. I also knew I needed to find a way to not rely on referrals or paying $350 a month for the knot to get my leads. I didn't want to have anxiety about when my next payday was going to come, and I wanted to scale my business. Fast forward to now, I created my very own stack system to help wedding photographers get constant leads and master the dreaded sales call and get a heck yes in 24 hours or less and charge more than four, five, six K. No more waiting around guys. This is our livelihood, our artistry and our passion. And we deserve to be respected, valued and paid for what we are worth. I've helped so many wedding photographers. Watch my 20 minute masterclass all about lead generation and closing the sale. The link is in the bio. You don't want to miss out on the wedding boom and you don't want to miss out on booking your calendar for 2022. It's engagement season guys. So you don't want to miss this. See you guys soon. My hot topic is using your website to be found by your dream client. Ooh. Yeah. And tip number one is to be very clear about who your dream client is. I don't know about you, but when I was starting out as a photographer, I kind of thought that when someone was getting married, I should be there photographing it. Like there was no, <laughs> there was no, no, I yeah. sh- there was no option to turn something down. Anything um, that came my way, I would say yes to. Uh, and of course, that does not work long term. That is not sustainable. So I quickly learned that not everyone was for me, but mm. I didn't really know what to do about them. So it kind of came slowly that you have to be very clear about who's right for you. And I think the best way to to do that is to start figuring out more about you and who you are and who you're compatible working with and what you want. Okay. But except for that, you have to be really clear about who that person is. So you kind of have to build yourself a dream client profile. You have mm. to figure out where your dream client lives, where they work, what they do for a living, how they spend their free time, what social medias they use, uh, how what kind of a wedding they want to have. Um, basically, anything about them you want to know because that's the stuff you need to, to use when you write things on your website or social media or whatever it is. So that's definitely the first thing. Be very clear about who you want to work with. Yeah, I mean, just going from what I've been working on yesterday, I had a call with my team and they, my team wanted me to be more clear of who my target audience is for my students. And I'm like, it's just people that want more leads and want more bookings and the raise their prices. They're like, no, like you need to be more specific. Have they been in business for one year, three years? Do they have a portfolio? Like they're like, We're, we need to send you a questionnaire. I was like, God dang it. Yeah. 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 So they're like, please, like, this is going to help us so much. Um, so just going back to like who your ideal avatar is and your dream client, what would you mm-hmm. say your dream client is? Well, for elopements, it's definitely someone adventurous, okay. someone living in the US, someone who's someone who's wanting a different day, not like everyone else, someone who's uh, 
not as quiet as me probably someone who's a little bit more (laughs) outgoing but someone who's really like intimate with their partner someone who's um like close like physically and not Uh just like um scared to look at each other almost which yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. so they're they're not like that yeah yeah Yeah. like the engineer is like first kiss mm -hmm. on like the wedding day or something yeah (laughs) yeah Um, no offense engineers no no not at all because that's the good thing about finding your dream client I think it's my version of a dream client might be your nightmare which is why it's so important to talk about it and be clear about it so that's that's what I feel is the whole um kind of like not magic but the the essence of this is once you become really clear about it you can start turning turning down all the ones that feel wrong to you yeah. so that they can work with their right photographer and you can work with your right clients and then everyone will end up happy because they're gonna suck the life out of you right yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah so that's kind of my philosophy when it comes to it that if you that saying no benefits everyone um especially you and 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 your client because because they'll be better off with someone else Okay, that's great. I actually gained a lot of uh, knowledge from that because even like you said, like the way they look at each other, like they're probably more like um, touchy-feely and, you know, they're passionate about love. Maybe their love language is physical touch Mm -hmm. um, and that's what you want to capture. Um, Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Not like, you know, your sixth grade dance, like, you know, standing six feet apart yeah. or social distancing. Thank you for diving deep into that. Um, take us away with tip number two. So the things that you know about your dream client, that's the things that you have to write about and and really be clear about so that there's no doubt who you're right for and who you're wrong for. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I, I hired a copywriter a little late in the game, but um, she had like this 30 minute conversation with me, but when she sent me the copy, I was in tears because it just, um, really encapsulated like my 10 years of photography. And it just, it's not about, you know, the photos it's, it's about the love. Like I don't like Mm -hmm. landscape photography. I don't like real estate photography. I don't like, um, I don't like a lot of different photographies. I just, I really fall in love with the people and the love and the chemistry between two people. And that's what, that's why I am obsessed with weddings. Mm, yeah, I completely relate to that. That's how it feels. Um, and when it comes to this this topic or this tip of using your website to attract your dream client, one thing is using your website copy, like like the general stuff about who you are and what you do and all that. But if you go even a step further, you can start writing the most amazing blog posts filled with mm. tips for exactly that couple that you want to work with and that's when things really start happening and in terms of um getting found um by your dream clients yeah I love that like for me um I didn't want to pigeonhole myself but I did love working at like the hip LA venues um the ones that had like food trucks and the colorful walls and just like the kind of quirky um props and um, cool furniture. So I would write my blog posts according to that, like um, how to make your wedding stand out and just some cool things I've mm-hmm. seen at weddings in LA. Um, and I kind of honed on to that niche, like that colorful vibe, funky, bright, you know. 
So that was yeah. definitely like my style and that what that's what spoke to my heart. Take us yeah. away with tip number three. Okay. So one thing that I see a lot of photographers doing, um, and I've done this myself, and I think I think that's important to note as well that when I'm saying these things that I want to pass on to others as knowledge, I've made all the mistakes myself. So there's no judgment for me when it comes to anything. Totally. But one mistake that I see a lot is using website templates that look the same as others. In, mm. When you're building your website, looking to others to see what they're doing. And wedding photographers are not website designers. So yes, you're right. you have to make sure that your website is working for you. You have to make sure that you've thought through what the goal of your website is, which in most photographers' cases, you want them to fill in your contact form. So that means that when someone is landing on your website and going through it, no matter which page they're landing on, make it really easy for them to get to your contact form, give them the information that they need, make sure that they know what you're all about, and then get them to the contact form. And that's it. Oh, I love that. Okay, so maybe you're saying like don't use the same templates that everyone else is using. And would you say hire a um, professional web designer to help you? Not necessarily. I do see a, a lot of photographers getting it, um, like getting the basis of it right. Like it looks nice and all that. It's just having a little bit more focus on on the function of it. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know what you're doing, um, I would say to hire someone to help you out because I do see a lot of photographers spending a lot of time building their websites. And if they spent that time doing shoots, they could make a lot more money than what okay. it would cost to hire a designer. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love that. Okay. I'm just going to re recap on how to uh, track your dream clients using your, your website and Google. So number one was be very clear about who your dream client is. We talked a lot about that. That was great. And then use your website to write about how you could help your dream client. So we talked about like the blog post um, and just speaking directly to your ideal client on your website. Um, and then Number three was make sure your website is set up to guide your website visitors in the best possible way. And that is to guide them to the contact page for them to hit the send. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Easy cool. as that. Anything you want to add to that before we go into our fun rapid fire question? Um, just that your website is really really important that even though you're depending on Instagram or Facebook to get all your clients don't underestimate your website um you don't need a lot but just make it a bit nicer and a bit more functional and just have your favorite images on there not a ton yeah and yeah 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 that's it yeah I've been doing a lot of sales calls um for people trying to get them into my three-month program and what I found is a lot of people would have like these good shoots like here and there on their Instagram and but it's bundled with not very good shoots. And I'm mm -hmm. I would yeah. just wanted them to like bump up the old the only the good shoots to their website because it was like, oh, I found a good shoot. Oh, let me scroll mm -hmm. down. I found another good shoot. <laughs> yeah. So more is not better. Yes. Less mm -hmm. is best. Okay. Rapid fire questions. Let's see. What do you like to do for fun with your boyfriend? Uh, we like to watch TV series and go out for walks with our dog. 
Oh, what TV series? We like to watch uh, like a lot of true crime. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. What is your woo factor? Why do you stand out? I stand out because I don't just talk about money. I see that a lot of photo- mm. or photographer mentors talk about like all the money you can make uh-huh, if you uh-huh. just do this or that. But I focus more on the thriving, like making oh. sure that you enjoy your work uh, and that it's lasting and not just for a limited time and then you burn out. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. Um, ask me a question since you're a podcaster. Well, I'm really curious about your uh, the way you communicate with your clients. That's what really stands out to me. So can you oh. give me a tip when it comes to communicating with clients? Yeah, I think it's the same as you. Like I ask them a lot of questions and I get in their head and I make it really fun. So we, I ask fun questions at the end after we talk about money and I get really deep. Oh. Like what, what do you love most about each other? And it could sound corny, but it actually lights me up. And... Mm. That's why I've been doing it for so long. Now I'm coaching, but, you know, I've been doing it for 12 years. So I really want to know the love story. Um, And then my last sales call, they told me they liked how I was very upfront. I said, I don't hold your photos for hostage. I don't do much of upsells after the wedding. I give them like 800 photos. They're all high res. They're all retouched. And they're all theirs. Um, They have the rights to the photos. I could use them for my Insta. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, I give you 30 photos and they upsell every, you know, mm-hmm. $10 per photo. So they like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell them about that. I really love like the story behind like why they're getting married. Um, and I pay attention to what they're trying to tell me, what they want, their likes, their dislikes. And then after the call, I actually take notes on everything they said. So when mm-hmm. I show up to the engagement session, you know, it could be six months from the call, then I already know them and they are so impressed that I remember everything. They're like, yeah. oh yeah, so you you like those jewel tones and, you know, you work at Northrop and, oh, you're, you're in med school. They're like, oh, like she actually cares about us. And mm-hmm, then the day of, nice. I'm their cheerleader and I'm like, do you need to go to the bathroom? Do you need water? Are you okay? How are you feeling? You know, like uh, stuff like how are your feet, you know, did you bring your flip-flops? Do you need to change shoes? And they're like, oh, you're so awesome. Like, because I'm all about them. I'm kind of rooting for them the whole day. Like, do you need water? Do you need a break? You good? Mm-hmm. Um, so just checking in on them. Like, can you do 10 more minutes of photos or do you want to rest? Stuff like that. So wow. I'm always on like their side. And, and I think a lot of photographers are kind of like their way or the highway. Like, mm-hmm. I need this shot now. But I'm Absolutely. more about, okay, we're a team. We're a team. Like, we need to communicate the whole entire day and work as a team, work with your family, work with a wedding party. So we're all like, we all have like the best outcome and that's a beautiful day and beautiful wedding photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for asking me that. Yeah, that was a good answer. I loved it. Yeah. So tell me more about your coaching program or how to work with you and then your Instagram handles and then your freebie. Okay, so my program is called the Sustainable Photography Program. Okay. It's um, like the main version is six months. And oh, nice. we start really at the beginning or at the core. So I feel like my experience have been that a lot of photographers just do things. They do things the way they've always done it. And they maybe haven't questioned why enough. Like, why do they do it like that? Or what do you really want to do? So we just take it 
a step back first and then get really clear on that. And then we use that information to to build on, like setting goals and creating plans to reach those goals mm-hmm. and making sure pricing is up to speed, which usually it's uh, not high enough. Totally. Uh, and then creating a brand to suit the pricing and who you figured out that you want to be. And then, of course, ending with um, marketing and making sure that your clients can find you. Oh, I love that. You make it sound so simple. Mm. <laughs> yeah, really simple. <laughs> cool. And tell yeah, us about but no, your, it's, um, your very generous freebie that you're giving everyone. Okay, so um, as I mentioned, my my one of my favorite topics is websites and mm-hmm. SEO. So the freebie is a workbook that you can use to learn more about what to do. And it kind of guides you through some of the most important things to help you to focus on your next steps to get closer to to getting the website and the visibility you need. Cool, cool. And where can we all find you? You can find me on Instagram at Ingvild Kolnes. And okay. I-N-G-V-I-L-D-K-O-L-N-E-S. Cool. And if all the listeners, if you're listening, please screenshot this episode and post to Instagram and tag us and say maybe your goal for 2022 and yeah this is a really good conversation and I've learned so much from you and I told you I want to stay connected with you so we could all lift each other up um, as podcasters and as coaches absolutely I can't wait this was so much fun I enjoyed it so much oh I'm so happy thank you so much Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.